Welcome to today's edition of the Blazing Grace Show with your trio of hosts, Jason Graves, Rob McIntyre, and Mike Janung. Blazing Grace covers blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So let's blaze. Here's your hosts, Jason, Rob, and Mike. Welcome back to the Blazing Grace Radio Show. This is Rob McIntyre with my homeboys in the studio, Mike Janung and Jason Grays. And we do have a special guest today, don't we, Jason? We do a very special guest, I would say. And that is? That is the wonderful and talented Miss Susan Graves, my wife. Yes. Welcome, honey. Hi. Say hi. Hello. But Susan, before we get into the show, and, and we got a great show for you folks today, but we do need to talk about Jason's recent counseling and his recent loss. Right. Um, any any comments about? Yeah, it ain't the ref's fault either. <laughs> I know. What? A, listen, <laughs> listen. The Seahawks are sea a dogs, mighty team. You mean? They'll be back next year. Fucking Hawks. And and hopefully next year they'll That's only foul. have to play the team that they're uh, facing in the Super Bowl, not the refs too. Okay, so the losing uh, team always blames it on the refs. You notice know, how that works? I know, ladies, All ladies. Right. If you're out there and you're annoyed by this conversation, please forgive us. But Jason was. If you go back to the other shows, Jason was definitely talking about. It. But Jason, you have some announcements before yes. we dive into the show. Yes, and uh, if you're wondering what we're talking about today, we're going to be visiting with my wife Susan about a woman's responsibility in marriage, particularly in regards to self care and healthy sexual responsibility. But a couple of announcements. Um, we've got a couple of speaking engagements lined up here uh, and some, some news for you listeners. First of all, the Blazing Grace Show is proud to announce that we've had over 2,000 downloads in the month of uh, February for the first time ever. So uh, through oneplace.com, uh, through blazinggrace.org, yes, thank you very much for tuning in. Tell your friends, let's make it 4,000 next month. What absolutely, do you say? Okay. Absolutely. Great. Uh, Mike, you've got a, your book uh, is wrapping up. It's about 75% finished. That's right, sir. Great. Great. So look for The Road to Grace uh, coming late spring is, is when we're looking to have that available. So make sure and get yourself a copy of that. Uh, I've got a couple of speaking engagements here in Colorado Springs um, on March the 4th. It's a Saturday. I'll be speaking at Restoration Church. And that's from 9 to 2. And then uh, we've got an Every Man's Battle Conference in Cincinnati coming up March 10th through the 12th. So if you'd like information about that, you can reach me at uh, by email at help at healingforthesoul.org. Uh, or if you have general questions, uh, of course, that's mike at blazinggrace.org. So, yeah. what so, a mouthful. So, so let's... Let's introduce your bride. Talk, okay. talk to us. You, Great. And Susan, and, you know, feel free to jump in here, but let's dive I'll into try. this. But introduce <laughs> Well, Susan, uh, many of you know, is, uh, is an amazing woman uh, with a background in finance and education. She has now started her own business, A Home for Everything, which is one of the sponsors of our show. And uh, A Home for Everything is a professional organization service. And Susan uses her uh, talents of organization to help businesses and individuals uh, find systems of organization for the, for the homes and business. And so she's here to talk about, uh, from her experience and understanding God's principles of, of order in Scripture, uh, a woman's responsibility when it comes to being sexually responsible in a marriage and taking good care of yourself. So welcome to the show, honey. 
Well, thanks for having me. And uh, since we're taping on Valentine's Day, I want to say happy Valentine's Day. Oh, you beat me to and, it. <laughs> and I, and plus, I think you're cute. Thank you. As are you. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so our radio listeners are going, we want to see her. Yeah. And just for you folks who can't see her, she really is cute. And that's my um, radio unbiased opinion, okay? Oh, thanks, honey. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more. Add some breadth to exactly what it is that you're doing with A Home for Everything. Well, one arm of A Home for Everything is a Bible study that I wrote um, called First Breath, and it really focuses on um, how we as individuals um, need to take care of ourselves and love, love ourselves, and that it's not unbiblical, that it is actually scriptural, that we are called to love ourselves, if it's, as it says in God's Word, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. And it also says one of the greatest commandments is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, body. I think I have them all. Yeah. And then, um, and to love, and then to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that means that we have to actually love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that it's actually a mandate by God and not in the sense that Hollywood loves themselves to the point of self-indulgence and selfishness, but to just to the point that God asks us to love him. And, um, I use the analogy on a, a plane when you, um, in case of an emergency, the uh, flight attendant always says to put a uh, an oxygen mask on yourself first before mm. administering it to a child. Mm. And because essentially we're no good to anyone if we're passed out or dead for that matter. Mm-hmm. So um, that's basically the, the whole foundation of my Bible study that I've written and I'm actually doing right now as a pilot in my home and really helping women focus on to how do you mentally take care of yourself, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Uh, and then the other component which really helped in our marriage was taking the um, Five Aspects course uh, written by um, Barbara um, Mauser, I believe is her last name. And it is um, basically focusing on the five domains that women have control over. And the one that really struck for me was Glory of Man. And that I'm not glory of men, glory of man. So I only need to glorify one man, and that would be my husband. Mm. And as a result, it's really transformed our relationship in all aspects and primarily our sexual relationship. So um, that's pretty much what I'm here to that's speak on. Stuff. <laughs> now, all of us who know Jason, we think he's pretty glory-bound anyways. <laughs> oh, come on. Can you guys speak to how the glory of man has affected your marriage? Well, I would say in our relationship, um, sex for me was definitely an issue in that I had been objectified as a single woman, you know, not having, um, not necessarily protected in my home, um, but also just in relationships, um, boundaries being crossed and um, uh, definitely sex being something that was uh, an object, in, not necessarily a love um love relationship with me. And so when I came to marriage, I brought all of those, all that baggage with me. And so here was this safe man and I took it all out on him. (laughs) (laughs) I thought for some reason, I think of that bozo punching. Yeah, no, it's true though. I mean, I was definitely, um, you know, I thought, I just thought, oh, here's another man that I'll be objectified. Um, but in, in terms of glory of man, I really realized, and then also with Jason just sharing his own heart, how much of sex for him is just a way for him to communicate and to share with me. 
And that in the love relationship, you know, sex isn't a, a bad thing, you know. And I was definitely one who withdrew from it. And I, and I think there are a lot of us out there as women who withdraw as a way of punishing, as a way of manipulating. Right. And um, I, that to me is just completely unhealthy because um, we're not. That's not what love is. It's not to be used as a tool to manipulate. And I definitely had to come. And, and face to face with those uh, those strategies that I used in our sexual relationship, and glory of man really opened that door for me to realize that I am here to glorify Him, and if I open myself up to Him, He will actually move to a different level mm. in His in His life, which is scriptural. You know, in Peter, it talks about how the wife is to respond to the husband, even if he's unsaved. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about is a place of stability Mm -hmm. for the woman to Mm -hmm. have her identity, to know how she cares for herself, Mm -hmm. to have a healthy sexual Mm -hmm. idea. You know, Mm -hmm. and what you're talking about, sex being a way of communicating is huge. Mm -hmm. I I mean, that is just a real healthy Mm -hmm. way to understand what sexual intimacy is in Mm -hmm. marriage. But when you have that stability, you're finally able to be what he needs mm-hmm. and then then he rises to the occasion and he's what i need exactly you know i mean it's just it's a dance it's really reciprocal yeah, yeah and the, the analogy that was used in um the bible study that i went through was ice skaters you know pair hmm. couple and it's a perfect time right now as we watch the olympics you know it's a beautiful dance mm-hmm. you know what i mean he if you he really allows you to rise up and be the rose he's the stem you know and um but the thing is, is that, you know, I make him look good, too. <laughs> you right. know, oh, I absolutely. Mean, yeah. So. So how did you guys cope in the beginning when it must have felt like floundering? Oh, we fought quite a lot. <laughs> a lot of arguments. But th- the good news is I married a therapist. So <laughs> he, he knows a lot about relationships. So. And I married somebody who's really open to personal growth and has done a lot of hard work. And I really respect you for, oh, honey, for, for putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and looking at the issues and almost to a fault. I mean, we've talked about how there's times where, you know, it's always Susan's fault because you, and that's part of, I think your gift is that you really do care so much that you want to look deeply. Um, so in terms of you know uh, where we were, yeah, there was a lot of kind of um, tension and not uh, non agreement around sex, but through finding sexual agreement together and kind of coming to some understandings and some uh, some planning around that, and then through just working through the emotional side of it, and I, and I'm I've still got a long ways to go in terms of just knowing that you know sex starts. From the beginning of the day, mm-hmm. you know, and I think somebody wrote a book, something like Sex Begins in the Kitchen or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, just knowing that, you know, yeah, just because I may be ready to go right then and there, that doesn't necessarily mean that that my wife is. And so it, doing the proactive work to get her heart prepared and, and so that she feels connected throughout the day mm-hmm. uh, is my growing edge. Mm-hmm. And another thing I would say, too, is that it's not just about sexuality. I mean, I've learned how to take care of myself in all other aspects of my life. You know what I mean? It's like I think that's really important. It's like a lot of women say, well, I don't feel good about myself. You know, I don't feel attractive and all that. And, well, I believe that we as women are responsible as are men. It's biblical mm-hmm. for both mm-hmm. men and women to take care of ourselves. And, and so that's a huge thing I see. And I know Jason sees it, too, in therapy when we are dealing with a couple or with 
you know, individuals, it always seems to come down to their value mm -hmm. and their ability to really appreciate themselves. Mm -hmm. And typically there's been all, uh, something that's gone on in their life that has devalued them. Mm -hmm. So that is huge mm -hmm. because that's you right. really won't have the outside influences impact you as much if you're really caring for yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And like the, the, the way that looks for me, because it's all, it's different for each person, but I mean, I, I'm a runner. And so that with, with the endorphins that I get from running, I feel like a more balanced individual. Um, and then, um, and I feel good physically. So I'm not afraid to show my body to my husband because I take care of myself, right. you know, although I haven't had children yet, so I'm not sure what, but I hope to still run after that. Um, and then I also take care of myself spiritually. I have a group of women I meet with and so that I'm not getting all, I'm not looking to him to fill everything. I have a good community around me. I have quiet time in the morning, at least two hours. I'm more of an introvert. It's surprising I'm sitting here in front of a microphone right now, although I don't see any of you, so and, that's and probably why. I know. Yeah. But um, I spend several hours before he gets up so that I, I've already become grounded and can get myself cleared up. And I've taken care of myself so that when he needs me, I'm available. Or if we have children, I'm, I'm fully available for them. Um, and then emotionally, it's just having really good boundaries. When I see that he's kind of, you know, pushing into me in areas where I just, you know, I have to put a stop to it. Or I have to check in on him, especially with, you know, sexual addiction. I have to kind of say, how are you doing? How are things going? And, and be assertive enough to not ask the hard questions. Now, now, why is that important? Why is it important to check in with him for you? Um. Well, it's my marriage. It's our marriage. And right. so I have to make sure. Now, granted, I can't help how he chooses to respond, but it's my responsibility to check in and not police him, but just ask every so often how he's doing because his behaviors affect me. Right. And so if you think about it, like if he doesn't pick up around the house, I'm going to ask. You know, I'm going to like, excuse me, you know, get your clothes off the floor. Or, you know, here's the basket they're supposed to go into. Well, the same is true. If, if he's, I need to check in and make sure. And that's a private area of his life. I can't sneak in on him. I mean, I don't know, you know, I, it's, so I have to ask. Well, see, because the reason I asked, and we were talking about this when, before we started the show, but was that we get a lot of women who say it's all your issue when they mm -hmm. come in for help if there's a sex addiction going on. And then it seems that the woman wants to say, now you need to heal mm -hmm. and I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And so they don't have to tend to anything. So I'm kind of curious from your standpoint, you've kind of taken a proactive mm -hmm. way instead of sitting back and letting the husband get healed. And right. I don't think we've ever talked about that being mm -hmm. proactive for the woman, really. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I also feel that if my, if, if there is an issue in our family I've been a part of it. I, I've co-created something. Granted, how he chooses to respond wow, to whatever issues going on in our marriage, um, if he chooses to act out sexually, um, that his response is definitely what he's accountable for to God. I can't control that it's response. Not your fault. It's not my fault. Right. His response right. is not my fault. However, I know in our marriage. I have certainly created a home at times that's not one one would want to walk into. You know, with my anger, especially in my anger, because like I said earlier, I really struggled with being objectified. Mm -hmm. And so if I create a home where I'm taking it out on him, you know, that certainly is not allowing him to, to be safe. 
if he comes in the door and I attack him. And I mean, it's not like we have it down. I certainly have my moments still <laughs> of, of anger. But I've, I even came to him just about two months ago and I said, I've just noticed there's some areas, some patterns that we have in our marriage and I can't control how he chooses to deal with those patterns, but I can control my own response. And so I said to him, these are the things I'm going to do. And he was like, hey, I want to come too. (laughs) But it's a result of my saying, well, look, I know I've co-created part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're tuning in right now, you're listening to the Blazing Grace radio show with Rob McIntyre, Mike Janung, Jason Graves, and his wonderful wife, Susan. And so all this wisdom's coming from a young lady. How did you get to this place where you came to kind of this understanding? Has it been out of your own mistakes or how has this really come about? What's the genesis for this? Oh gosh. Uh, well, well, part of it's probably because I struggle with perfectionism. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to, you know, if I'm a problem, I want to take a look at it, but, um, but hard work too. I yeah. mean, people, uh, she won't tell you this, but people would give her books saying, oh, I, I really just knew I needed to give you this because I know you'll read it and then I can get something out of it. <laughs> yeah. The synthesis of Susan. Yeah, I right. do. I, well, and that's the thing. I think um, I came from a broken home and I just didn't want to repeat the patterns of my parents and the dynamics of that family. And so, I, I mean, I'm, and I, I am an introvert. So a part of it is I do can, you know, sneak behind a book and read. But the thing is, God's totally pushed me out of that. He's like, well, you read all you want, but you got to apply it. So welcome to marriage. Right. <laughs> so I just, I've, I apply it. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's just been a lot. It has been a long journey. And uh, I, I choose not to stop. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm not a quitter. I mm-hmm. And I can't control Jason, and I can't control my parents and their reactions toward me or my family dynamics, but I can control myself mm-hmm. and my responses. And if one person in the system chooses to change, the whole system has to change. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you were to sit down one-on-one with another woman right now, and this other lady had just found out just a few m- months ago that her husband had a serious problem with sexual addiction, mm-hmm. her self-esteem is destroyed like you've talked about mm-hmm. What would you say to her that she needs to do? I would ask her how she's taking care of herself. Mm-hmm. That would be the first question. And I would I would go through, how are you taking your care of yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically? Because that's really all she can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's all we can do. And so if she's not, you know, I, I mean, I would do the whole gamut. Like, what are you eating? How are you sleeping? Right. You know, what are you bringing into your life? You know, who do you have as a support system? Because all of these require support. How would you help her to deal with the fixation of wanting her husband to get fixed now? The thing is, I, you can't control. I mean, of course, I would love my husband to be in certain areas. I'd love to fix him, but I can't fix him. I can only fix myself. Mm. So if, if she just focuses on the work that she needs to do to take care of herself... And her, the way she changes, and even it says in James, you can win over your husband based on your actions, not what you say. Mm. So if she can just work on herself and what, you know, and why is it that I, I devalue myself or why is it that I don't, I don't feel that I'm worth fighting for? And then get to the root of those questions, you know, and, um, and if she works on herself, he's going to see that change. And if he chooses not to see that change, it doesn't matter. At least she's healthy. And I read the book, The DNA of Relationships by Gary Smalley, I think. 
And it talks about how he, he says, if you follow this pattern, you will certainly see change in your marriage. But there's going to be about a small percentage marriages will not change because that partner, her, her partner chooses not to. And he said, that doesn't matter. You just keep doing what you have to do. About and faith li- and trust, too, right. Right? Yeah. and God's right. principles. And you don't put all your eggs in, in your husband's basket, and nor should a man put all his eggs in his wife's basket. Right. Right. I have to have a relationship with God first, then my husband, then my family, and then my friends. And so if he kind of has a broken leg, quote unquote, <laughs> could be, <laughs> it could be addiction, it could be, then I can go somewhere else for support. You know, it, some, at some point, doesn't it come down to the fact that God has to be our source of self-esteem and not absolutely. our mate or what they've done? Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In fact, my Bible study starts with a whole chapter just strictly on your worth. And your worth doesn't come from how well you do your job. Your worth doesn't come from how if whether or not I ran the marathon and you know, three hours and 20 minutes versus three hours and 40. My value doesn't come from how many books I've written. My value comes from Christ. And if I focus on that and I focus, and that's why I spend an hour and a half to two hours before Jason gets up, I need my fill, (laughs) you know? So I have to be filled by the one who gives me my value, you know? And and if I look to him, it's going to destroy our marriage. Now, what about the issue of sexual responsibility? Because uh, about 40% of wives are also sexual anorexic. And sometimes that's reflexive to her husband's uh, addiction or anorexia. Sometimes that's just organic or that's just part of their their issue. But either way, because I know that you've kind of been coming out of this and you've you've been looking at the sexual anorexia or that kind of pattern of uh, intentionally or subconsciously sabotaging the intimacy in relationship, what would you say to wives around being sexually responsible? Well, I know for me, um, what I needed to do for myself is one, what allowed me to be sexually responsible was that um, I knew I knew that you needed it. Do you know what I mean? I know yeah. that, that that's how you showed love to me. Just as, as much as you, I need communication and I need to feel cherished, mm-hmm. I, that's how you need sex. That's what sex is for you. So just knowing the value that it was for you mm-hmm. and two, and realizing that, um, I'm a Christian woman and I should be the greatest lover mm-hmm. out there. You wow. know, I mean, I've got the love of God, mm-hmm. so I should, that is my responsibility is to be, um, just to be the greatest lover for my husband as well as, you know, any relationships that I'm in. Um, but when, with the anorexia, I, I knew I had to, um, for me, my tendency is just to withdraw from relationship when it gets too hard. It's just so much easier. And um, But the thing is, is that I knew that that wasn't how I was going to grow. And so for me, I had to do the opposite of what my flesh wanted to do. Wow. For our listeners that don't know what anorexia is sexually, do you want to define that? Sure, it's the act of withholding of intimacy uh, emotionally, physically, and spiritually from your primary partner, which in Jason's case would be Susan. And it's the ongoing sabotaging of intimacy. And the two key words in that is withhold and avoid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so that could look like withholding love, praise, affection. That could look like blaming, shaming, controlling, hiding, lying, all those types of things. And I was involved in all of those. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, me too. And, And, you know, what I hear is, is, a, is, you know, the spectrum of codependency would be on one end of this, mm-hmm. and you're talking about being whole. Right. And, I, and I love it because it's really the thing that uh, I, I know in a therapy situation we really try to do. We really try to bring those people to a wholeness. 
Right. So, so Jason, we're just wrapping up here, and I know your wife's in the studio, so is there anything you'd like to tell your listeners about your <laughs> wife before we conclude? Well, I would just say, listen, if you've got a friend who is either struggling with sexual addiction and uh, or their wife is struggling with how do I, how do I live in this marriage with uh, somebody who's either in the addiction or in recovery for the addiction and struggling with the responsibility they're in, um, tell them about this program because, you know, I, you know, I respect you, Susan. I think you have a lot to offer to people. I think that comes from a lot of work and balance. It's not just something that you were born with and there's been a lot of healing in your life. So I think people have a lot to learn from you. And, uh, so that's, that's what I would say, Rob. All right. Well, Jason, do you have any ending comments for our radio listeners? Yeah. Well, we just want to thank you for tuning in today, honey. Thanks for being a part of our show. Thank you, Susan. Absolutely. Uh, this show just got a lot better looking, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh... well, the, the, yeah, well, well, that, okay, never mind. All right. All right well, so thanks for tuning into the Blazing Gray show. And, and of course we are listener supported. Uh, we are starting to get, uh, some donations coming in. Isn't that right, Mike? That's right. That's exciting. So thank you for blessing us and blessing our ministry and what we're trying to do. Uh, as we mentioned, we've had over 2000 downloads of the show just in last month alone. We're going to be soon going to podcasting, so all of your dollars that come in go towards helping our efforts to expand this uh, ministry and to reach other markets, other uh, people. And of course, if you would like to uh, volunteer for the Blazing Gray Show, if you've got an idea for us, if you've got some technical skills to uh, help us with That's that, great. then uh, give us a call. Uh, you can, or a story to tell. Yeah, or a story to tell. We'd Absolutely. love to feature you on our on our show. Um, you can reach us at, at uh, on the web at uh, www.blazinggrace.org, or send us an email. That's Mike at blazinggrace.org. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Tune in next week when we visit with Bill McCoy with Safe Families and Tech Mission. On behalf of, behalf of our producer, Ted Griffin, my co-hosts, Rob McIntyre and Mike Janong, we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning into this edition of The Blazing Grace Show. We trust today's broadcast helps bring you closer to God and to what God desires for your life. Blazing Grace is a listener-supported mission intended to help listeners around the world. Your support is vital in keeping that mission alive. We ask you to prayerfully consider sending a tax-deductible gift to Blazing Grace. It would be gratefully appreciated. You can send your monetary gift to Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. That's P.O. Box 62. 62- 521 Colorado Springs, Colorado 80962 2521. Want to learn more about Blazing Grace? Find us on the internet at blazinggrace.org. That's B L A Z I N G G R A C E dot O R G forward slash radio dot htm. On that page, you'll find a downloadable copy of this show, or you can visit oneplace.com under ministries look for blazing grace radio if you want help resolving a sexual addiction you can call rob mcintyre and jason graves toll free by dialing 877-590-SOUL that's 877-590-7685 desiring for a specific subject to be covered on blazing grace you can tell mike janung what you want covered by emailing him 
That email address is mike at blazinggrace.org. We look forward to sharing more blazing issues and grace-filled answers next time. Thanks once again for listening. May God shine his grace upon you.